Hello, my name is Aldesi and I'm going to read a story called Once Upon a Time. Someone has written to ask me to contribute to an anthology of stories for children. I reply that I don't write children's stories and he writes back that a recent Congress Book Affairs seminar, a certain is novelist said that every writer ought to write at least one story for children. I think of sending a postcard saying I don't accept that I ought to write anything. And then, last night I woke up or rather was awakened without knowing what had aroused me. A voice in the echo chamber of a subnicious, a sound, a creaking of made weight carried by one foot after another along a wooden floor. I listened. I felt the aperture of my ears distend with concentration. The author is use, is uh, creating suspense in the second to last sentence, where it says a creaking of a kind made by weight carried by one foot after another along a wooden floor, and where it says my ears distend with concentration. Chapter 2 Again, the creaking. I was waiting for it to hear it indicated that fee was moving from room to room, coming up the passage to my door. I have no burger bars, no gun under my pillow, but I have the same fears as people who do take these precautions. And my window are plain and thin as rhyme, could shatter like a wine glass. A woman was murdered. How do they put it? In broad daylight, a house two blocks away last year, and fierce dog who guarded a note wider in his collection of antique uh, clocks were strangled before he was knifed by a casual lover he had dismissed without pain. I was staring at the door, making it in my mind, rather than seeing it in the dark. I lay quiet, still a victim already, arrhythmia of my heart was feeling out of rest sleep. I could never listen to Cheshire at the destruction of the day. I was really very fascinated sound, identified and classifying its possible threat, but I learned that I was able to neither threaten nor spare. So the author creates suspense in the second paragraph by in the first sentence where it says the the main character was waiting for it. She was waiting for like somebody to come to her front door through her main door. And I have experienced this at night, but it was just my dog in his footsteps. Chapter 3 There was no human weight precision on the boards. The creaking was buckling an epicenter of stress. I was in it. The house that surrounds me while I sleep in the bill on the turning ground. For beneath my bed, the floor, the house foundation, the stop passion, and the gold mines have followed the rock, and when some, some face trembles, detaches and falls 3,000 feet below. The whole house shifts slightly, brings uneasy strains to balance and counterbalance of brick, cement, wood, and glass that hold the structure around me. The misbeats of my chippy and sangha migrant miners that were might have been down there under me in the earth at the moment the stove were fought was could have been dissued dripping water from the river veins or men might now be entered there in the most profound of thumbs i could find a position in which my mind would let go of the body release me to sleep again so the setting of the story is in the lady's house and i think the 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 main character is overreacting a little bit because of what she's saying and she's making all these stories up in her mind because she's kind of scared. 
I think the character also lives alone because she says she doesn't mention anybody, just her, and that she's super scared. Chapter 4. So I began to tell myself a story, a bedtime story. In a house in a suburb in a city, there was a man and his wife who loved each other very much and were living happily ever after. They had a little boy and they loved him very much. They had a cat and a dog that the little boy loved very much. They had a car and a caravan trailer for holidays and a swimming pool which was fenced so the little boy and his playmates would not fall and drown. They had a housemate who was absolutely trustworthy and an integrated gender who was highly recommended by the neighbors. For when they began to live happily ever after, they were warned by the wise old witch, the husband mother, not to take care of one of another of the streets. So the narrator in paragraph four, she's making like stories up in her mind. And this doesn't this doesn't sound like a typical story, a bedtime story, because she's talking about witches and that they warned her. And I think she's overreacting right now because she's making up stories in her head. And she's trying to sleep with these stories, but I think she's just wearing herself more. Once Upon a Time, Chapter 5. They were inscribed in the Medical Benefit Society. Their pet dog was licensed. They were insured against fire, flu damage, and theft, and subscribed to a local neighborhood watch which supplied them with a plaque for their gates laddered. You have been warned over the silhouette of would-be intruder. He was masked. It could not be said if he was black or white, and therefore proved that the property owner was no racist. It was possible to ensure that the house and the swimming pool or the car against riot damage. There were riots, but they were outside the city where people of another color were quartered. These people were not allowed into the suburb except for a reliable housemates and gardeners. So there were nothing feared to husband toward the wife. Yet he was afraid of someday such people might come in the streets and tear of the plague you have been warned and open the gates and streaming nonsense. My dear said the husband there were police and soldiers and tear gas and guns to keep them away. But to please her for her loved her very much and buses were being burnt car stoned and school children shot by their police in those quarters and outside here in the suburbs he had electrically controlled gates fitted so the families so so some families live in the city and other families live in the suburbs of the city so in the outskirts of the city and only certain people from that city can come in like housemates uh trusted housemates and trusted gardeners chapter 6 anyone who pulled off the signs you have been warned or tried to open gate will have to announce his intentions by pressing a button and speaking into a receiver relayed to the robber played in his small friends The riots were suppressed, but there were many burglars in the suburbs, and somebody trusted husband was tied up and shot in a cardboard by thieves, while he was in charge of her employer's house. The trusted housemate of the man and the wife, and the little boy who was so upset by his misfortune befalling a friend left, as if she herself often was with the responsibility for possession of the man and his wife, and the little boy. That she implored her employees to have lurker bars attached to the doors and windows of the house, and the alarm system installed. The wife said, "She is right. 
let us take it of the device. So from every window and door in the house where they live, living happily ever after, they now saw the trees and sky through bars. And when the little boy pet cat cried to climb in by the fan and to keep him company in his little bed at night, as he customarily had done, it set off the alarm keeping through the house. So the story through the house... The story right now is, uh, okay, it's kind of creepy. It's getting kind of creepy because they're putting bars around the house and alarms because they don't want anybody to come in because they're scared. I think the families are overreacting and they are too, too paranoid just because of something that can happen. But I think they're being overreactive. Paragraph 7. The alarm was often answered, it seemed, by other burglar alarms in other houses that had been triggered by pet, cats, or nibbling mice. The alarms called to one another across the gardens in shrills and bleeds and wheels and wheels that everyone soon became accustomed to, so that the dying right inhabitants of the suburb no more than the croak of frogs and musical grindings see the legs under cover of the electronic herpes, this kind of intruders saw the iron bars and broken two homes taking away high fee equipment television sets cassette players cameras and radios jewelries and clothing and sometimes we're hungry enough to devour everything in the refrigerator or pause to drink the whiskey in the cabins or patio bars insurance companies paid no compensation compensation for single malt too a loss made near by property owners knowledge that the thieves wouldn't even have been able to appreciate what if what it it was they were drinking then the time came when many people many of the people who were not trusted housemates and gardeners hung about two suburbs because they were unemployed some important for a job weeding or painting a roof anything madame but the man and his wife remembered the warning about taking on any one of the streets, some drank liquor and fought to the streets with warning, with discard bottles. Some begged, waiting for the man or his wife to drive the car out of the electronically operated gates. They sat about with their f- feeding glutters under the jacaranda trees that made a green tunnel of the streets for its beautiful suburb, spo- spoiled only by their presence, and sometimes they fell asleep lying right before the gates in the mid in the midday sun so i think the people outside the suburb they're not they're not dangerous some are just looking for for a job because they need a job uh, they need a job to live and eat and if they don't have a job then they can eat and they can support their families Chapter 8. That wife could never see anyone go hungry. She went, the trusted housemaid, out with the bread and tea. But the trusted housemaid said these were lovers and toasties who would come and tie her and shut her in a cupboard. The husband said, she's right. Take care of her device. You only encourage them with your bread and tea. They're looking for the chance. And he brought the little boy's 
tricycle from the garden into the house every night because if the house was surely secure once locked in with alarm set someone might still be able to climb over the wall and electronic closed gates into the gardens you are right said the wife then the wall should be higher and the wise old witch the husband mother paid for extra bricks as her christmas present to her and to her son and his wife So the neighborhood is acting like they're pro they they're probably gonna get robbed or they're preparing for something because they're making the gates taller and they want everything to be safer for everybody. Once upon a time, chapter five, the little boy got a spaceman outfit and a book of fairy tales. But every week there were more reports of extortion in broad daylight in the dead of the night, in the early hours in the morning, and even in the lovely summer twilight. Certain families was single malt, and expensive cost whiskey, boss of four toits, hooligans at dinner while the bedrooms were being ransacked upstairs. The man and his wife, talking at at latest armed robbery in the suburbs, were distracted by the sight of a little boy's pet cat effortly arriving over the seven foot wall descending first with a rapid rising of extent for paws down on the sh on the sure vertical surface and then a graceful launch landing with swishing tail within the property the white the whitewash wall was marked with the cat with the cats coming and goings from the street side of the top of the wall were were large red earth smudges that could have been made by the kind of a broken running shoe since sin on the feet of employed loiters that that had no innocent destination when the man and his wife and the little boy took the pet the pet dog for its walk around the neighborhood streets they no longer paused to admire this uh, this show of roses or the perfect lawn They were hidden behind a array, array of different varieties of security fences, walls, and device. The men, wife, little boys, and dog passed a remarkable and choice. choice. There was the low, the low cost option of pieces of broken glass and burns in the cement along the top, wall, the top of the walls. There were iron grills ending in the land, in the land points. There were attempts at recording of the aesthetics of prison architecture with a Spanish villa style, spikes painted pink, and with the plaster urns of negative fates, 12-inch spikes faint like zigzags of lightning and painted pure white. Some walls had a small broad affix giving the name of the telephone number of the firm responsibility for installation of the device. While the little boy and the pet dog raced ahead, the husband and the wife found themselves comparing the possible effectiveness of each style. Against its appearance, and after several weeks when they paused before the barricade or, the, or without uh, needing to speak, Both came out with the conclusion that only one was worth considering. 
It was the ugliest but the most honest in its suggestions of the pure concentration camp style. No frills or evident efficacy. Place the length of the walls it considered of continuous cool or stiff and shining metals serrated into jet blades so that there would be no way of climbing over it and no way through its tunnel without getting integrated in its fangs. There would be no way out, only the struggle getting bloodier and bloodier, and deeper and sharper hooking and tearing of flesh. The wife shuddered to look at it. You're right, said the husband. Anyone would think it twice. And they looked ahead of the advice in the small board fixed to the wall. Consulted dragon's teeth, the people for total security. Next day, a gang of workmen came and scratched the razor blades coil all around the walls of the house where the husband and the wife and the little boy and the pet and the cat were living happily ever after. The sunlight flashed and slashed of its serration. The current serration thorns the home shining. The husband said, never mind, it will weather. The wife said, you're wrong. And they guaranteed it's roof proof. And she waited until the little boy had run off to play before she said, I hope the cat will take heed. The husband said, don't worry, my dear. Cats. Cats always look before they leap. And it was true then that, that from that day and a cat slipped in the little boy's bed and kept the, to the garden, never risking a tribe of breaching security. One evening, the mother read to the little boy to sleep with a fairy story from the book the wise witch had uh, given at Christmas. The next day, he pretended to be the prince who braves terrible thicket of thorns to enter the place and kiss of sleeping beauty back to life. He dragged the ladder into the wall. The shining coil tuner that was just wet enough for his little body to creep in, and with his first thinning of its razor teeth and his knees and his hands and his head, he screamed, and struggled deeper into a tangle. The trusted housemaid and the entangled gardener, whose day it was, came running the first seat and screaming with him. And the itinerant gardeners tore his hand, trying to get at the little boy. Then the man and his wife burst wildly into the garden, and for some reason, the alarm set up, wailing against the screams, while the bleeding mass of the little boy's was sacked out of the security coils with saws, wire cutters, choppers, and they then they carried the man, the wife, the hysterical trusted housemate, and the weeping garden into the house. So the thoughts of the end, my thoughts on the ending of the story, uh, it didn't end, it didn't have a happy ending because the boy got injured. So the theme of of this story is consequences can result can result when overcomes to fear. Like you when you over overreact, it can cause it can cause bad results to you. And this is what happened because it didn't have a happy ending. And as you can tell, it says that the boy got all cut up and he was uh, stuck in the in the wires and the vibe wires and all of that. So that was the story once upon a time.